Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. This is Darnell there. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army back barring in. Love save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 check. Zeppelin at any time on any day but to open Oilers now of course it's Brendan Escott alongside Cody Jansen today all week all next week while Bob takes a much earned vacation it is Oilers now brought to you by Digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store that's Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies Darnell Nurse dominating the majority of yesterday's discussion. We'll go a little bit more around the NHL today as there was a a few signings made uh, yesterday afternoon as well as this morning. Teams trying to avoid uh, arbitration with their restricted free agents. Of course, that period is open right now. Uh, They do have the scheduled arbitration dates, but a lot of the bigger names that we were seeing uh, have come off the board. The likes of uh, Ilya Samsonov, Igor Shosturkin, a couple of Russian goaltenders finding deals as did Jacob Rana in Detroit. We'll talk about that. As far as our guest, though, 
You're going to hear from the newest Oilers signee, that being 25-year-old Brendan Perlini's uh, former first-round lottery pick of the Arizona Coyotes, spent his rookie season with head coach Dave Tippett. So we'll get some thoughts from him on that front. We will also continue our Champions Week replay, where we'll hear from Grant Fear. I don't need to introduce Grant Fear to you other than to say you'll be hearing plenty about his backstopping perspective during those uh, Stanley Cup winning years in the 1980s. A little bit of Canada Cup talk from 1987 as well. Uh, Some of the best hockey ever to be played. I'm sure I don't need to tell you that. Tony Brar from Oilers TV will make an appearance this afternoon on the show and he's down in Calgary right now along with uh, the Edmonton Ball Hockey Club that is the Edmonton Savages for you uh, maybe more familiar with the ball hockey circuit in town but Nationals, Ball Hockey Nationals taking place down the QE2 we will hear from Tony, uh, get some thoughts on how things are looking there, a two time national champion Edmonton Ball Hockey Club, we will uh, get some thoughts on that front. If you want to keep in touch you can always do so on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's 780-496-0063. Live entertainment back at the River Cree with Honeymoon Suite and the Headpins taking the stage September 3rd. April Wine rocking the house on September 18th. And Hotel California, the Eagles tribute band, they play Friday, October 29th. Details there at rivercreeresort.com. That same number, 780-496-0063. It's also the Ashley Fine Floor text line get the new floors you've always wanted 143rd street 111th avenue or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more we're on twitter at oilers now i am available at brendan escott that's brendan with an e and uh, cody who is behind the glass the uh, co-pilot to this whole operation right now that is at uh, janner under uh, janner 31 underscore one of these times i'll get that right away it's usually, close enough. Usually I'm accusing you of being from BC. You're not. You're a, a good Sasky boy. Correct. I've managed to avoid that so far. Uh, but it's been fun working with you, my friend. So let's uh, let's delve today. We should mention, too, a typical Tuesday. We don't have the luxury of hearing from Mark Speck today, uh, today, but a typical Tuesday would feature Sportsnet Speck brought to you by the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, reminder that live thoroughbred racing is back at Century Mile each Friday and Sunday evening. Full fan access there, though you can always watch and wager online at hpibet.com. Post time is 6.15. To me, the top story today is just the plethora of restricted free agent signings like we've seen around the NHL. Today's top story for legacy heating and cooling. Get your AC today. No payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Kirill Kaprizov, Kaprizov, however you choose to pronounce it. Usually we get the option here. It was always a Kaprizov to me, and then I think uh, Kaprizov is what he chose in his dominant rookie season. Showed up a little bit late, but was a breath of fresh air offensively on a Minnesota Wild team that didn't have a lot else to offer in that department necessarily. But, you know, he might have feasted on some of the, uh, the weaker Western Conference teams, simply put, and he went on to a great rookie season. Now, Cody, where this gets interesting is, you know, sometimes we see this with the Russian entities. The KHL has come a calling per reports, and they're looking to pay Kaprizov somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million next season to go play somewhere other than the NHL. And, you know, I, I, I it's a wild card to me when something like this happens because 
you're seeing on the surface the $10 million. You wonder what else that deal might entail. You wonder what the players' ties or relationship, you know, wanting to be back in Russia might be. We've seen Ilya Kovalchuk go home. We've seen Pavel Datsuk go home. I don't know. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. I think the big factor here that isn't being mentioned enough is that it's an Olympic year. And everyone knows how patriotic Russians are. So for Kaprizov to play in the Olympics, which he did back in 2018, where he ripped it up for Russia against non-NHLers, he probably wants that opportunity again. So if he can take home 10 plus million US dollars is what that's being reported by Frank Saravalli and Seska, I think we could see him maybe take the year off of the NHL. And would it be just one year or would this now be the rest of the career trajectory for this player? Because if he sort of turns his back on Minnesota and the fan base, and that's a pretty loud and, and you know, informed hockey fan base out there in the Twin City, I would assume that he wouldn't be welcomed back with open arms. So now how much of NHL participation in the Olympics, how much is that going to factor into this decision for what has now become, I would almost go so far as to say the franchise player for Minnesota right now in the absence of your Ryan Suter at this point. Well, and let's consider this. Obviously, they've got Kevin Fiala to deal with, but what's Kaprizov's worth on a seven- or eight-year deal in Minnesota? He was under a point per game, and he didn't do much in his first NHL playoffs after having a successful season, wins the Calder. There's no doubt he's a good player, but what's his number? million in the NHL. That's what I want to know what him and his agent are thinking. Probably a lot less than 10 million per season would be a great place to start on that front. This is all reported right now and you know sometimes things uh, might be hard to see through the fog that is you know the distance really between North America and and Russia and some of the stories coming out of there things get lost in translation but this is certainly one to monitor and as I say I think this might really end up relating back to whether NHL players do participate in the Olympics. So where are we at with that? Well Yesterday, we had the privilege of talking with our NHL insider, John Shannon, about exactly that. And he had this to say on what at this point is sort of holding the NHL back from fully committing to the Olympics. My understanding is insurance and the logistics have basically been handled. Uh, but it's it's access to uh, venues for the NHL, for their media. It's a, the right to use footage, the right for the NHL you know, even to be uh, use the Olympic rings in marketing through this season. There are lots of ancillary parts of this system that are forcing the NHL to say, hey, we, you know, we're not giving this, we're not giving the players away. We need something to do with it. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. And the problem is that seems like stuff that, should or could have been worked out by now. And we're not that far away from the start of NHL training camps. And I think when you're looking at this as maybe a luxury, you probably want to see the wheels moving a lot quicker if you're an NHL player that was promised by the league in the last collective bargaining agreement negotiations that this was going to be a priority. They were going to do everything that they could to send players to represent their countries. It's important to these athletes, as it should be. Who doesn't grow up envisioning themselves in Canada, if you're an athlete, wearing the maple leaf? 
you watch it on TV. I mean, I don't know about you, Cody, but I, I'm watching the women's soccer team overcome you know, immense uh, uh, adversity that has been there since 2012 when they got jobbed in that game against the Americans. But to see them finally overcome that, that's tears in my eyes as Joe Nobody. So for these athletes who are pouring their entire beings into their craft and, and not having the opportunity to represent during the prime of your career, or maybe at all, because the NHL couldn't use the rings logo, I, I would be very disappointed, if not angry. When you think about the biggest goals that we have seen in our lifetime, Brendan, what is up there? Top three, probably one of the biggest. It's Sidney Crosby, 2010 in Vancouver. It's the Olympics. It's overtime. That is what a hockey fan wants to see, especially as a Canadian hockey fan. You want to see best on best, and you want to see it at the Olympics. So if we don't get it again, that's really disappointing. It would be very difficult to imagine a career worth of Connor McDavid in which we didn't get to see him represent Canada other than at the World Juniors. I just, I can't picture that. And as time goes on, because obviously it's once every four years that this comes around, or in this instance, uh, maybe less so, but it's... I don't know. You have a lot of time to work out the kinks, and if it's not the stereotypical things, which is Garth Snow saying, hey, when I send John Tavares and he comes back unavailable to play because he's blown his ACL, how do we get compensated for that? That's a genuine argument to me. But to to be nitpicking over trademarks and that sort of stuff, uh, I, I would find that hard to stomach as a player. So um, I guess... Again, I say because of the timeline of this, now we've had Tokyo come to an end and maybe the sights will get set on taking care of this prior to the puck drop on uh, October 13th in the case of the Oilers on the NHL season. We'll take a time out here on Oilers now. Come back with NHL Today, get you updated on the other signings from around the NHL yesterday and today. It's Brendan Escott and Cody Jansen this week on Oilers Now. No Mark Spector on the schedule today. He's usually here brought to you by the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Fridays and Sundays. They are back to full fan access, but uh, you can always watch and wager online. HPIbet.com, post time, 615. Let's turn it over to you, Cody, for NHL Today. Our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing bringing you that company-branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Well, I mean, you mentioned there was a few signings yesterday, so we'll break them all down for you. The New York Rangers, they locked up their goalie of the future, giving Igor Shesterkin a four-year deal worth $5.65 million per season. Another goalie off the market, Ilya Samsonov in D.C., got a one-year deal worth a couple million there in Detroit. The Wings agreed to terms with left winger Jacob Verana on a three-year contract worth $5.25 million per season. Oof. Tampa Bay, they retain a piece of their championship team, signing re- restricted free agent Ross Colton to a two-year contract just over a million per season. Can we call him a cup hero? Or No, I mean, he did <laughs> score a pretty big goal for him. And the Canucks, they resigned defenseman Ole Ulevi to a one-year contract. Yeah, the Ross Colton thing. Tampa just has a way of mining production out of, of internal guys. And that's why I think even despite the sell-off that they've had, you know, no Blake Coleman, no Barkley Goodrow, they're going to be a competitive team moving forward. What a roster they've built. Mm -hmm. 
Got to credit uh, regular show contributor Brian Lawton with at least a little bit of that. He was the general manager that drafted Stamkos and Hedman, and, you know, uh, that's a, obviously a big part of, of what Tampa's got going on there. But it is the depth, and, and to me, they are the model. No kidding, they just won two Stanley Cups, but they are the model for draft and develop around the league. I think you see how valuable leadership is on that team. And when you look at the real leaders of that roster, your Stamkos, your Headman, that is the true value, that they have been through the ups and downs with that organization. They truly care about it. They truly want to be there. And the players that surround them feel that from the get-go. Interesting. Does that sound an awful lot like Darnell Nurse and Ryan Nugent Hopkins to you? Because it does to me. And obviously... Those players don't contribute the way that second overall pick Victor Hedman does or the way that Steven Stamkos can in his 30s. But they're tracking to be Edmonton's version of that type of skeleton on the roster. And again, I say these are players that you keep in the franchise. You don't go out and try and replace your guy that is a $9.25 million defenseman with some other guy that's a $9.25 million defenseman because his wins above replacement that was charted on an Excel sheet was better. It doesn't, you, you can't overlook what a player individually means to an individual franchise. And I think that Tampa's success and, you know, it's it's about the buy-in from their leaders and that ripple effect down the rest of the roster. When you think of Tampa's big three compared to the Oilers' big three, now it doesn't matter if you want to put Kucherov, Stamkos, or Kucherov, Point, and Hedman as their big three, that's fairly comparable to the Oilers. When you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl, who I'd say are better forwards than they have, and you've got Darnell Nurse on the back end as two you know pairings of big threes that's fairly comparable if you ask me we'll see how Darnell steps up defensively but at 26 years old you'd be lying to yourself to say that he's not going to be trying to improve in that realm you know the offense was there last year he's being paid based on the offensive production of last year in my opinion but what he's you know going to grow into is the well-rounded player that can be trusted in all these situations that seems to be where people want to knock this deal on nurse i don't think anyone's saying that darnell nurse has hit his prime yet though that's the thing. Are we comparing a 26-year-old Victor Hedman here? Or are we comparing, you know, a current Victor Hedman where Darnell Nurse, who knows what he's going to be when he's 29, 30. I mean, this could be a steal of a contract if Nurse continues to progress. That's the thing that I think people are kind of overlooking right now. I don't know that Jacob Vrana's contract here, three years, 5.25 million, you say. I'm not sure that that's going to age especially well. Now, what he did do with Detroit was pretty impressive. He had 11 points in 11 games. He hit a hot streak. He is a former 13th overall pick. Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, he is in 2014 there. So, I, I like. I guess I see where they're trying to go with this, but they're they're paying him a pretty hefty dollar value to be. Now they're not paying many other guys, and maybe that's where the luxury is for Steve Eiserman in Detroit right now. But uh, I, I look at Jacob Vrana and I think five point two five. I mean, that's a price tag that we could start a, a gripe about. Eighty four goals, eighty four helpers, two hundred ninety five regular season games over his NHL career. Did win the cup with Washington in twenty eighteen too. So he, I guess, he brings that sort of wherewithal. But it wasn't like he was a veteran 
presence on that Capitals roster in 2018. Now, a lot of people, when they talk about Verena, they talk about how he scores his goals, how he can, you know, produce offense individually, five on five, you know, whatever you want to say. But I think when it comes down to the nitty gritty, he was 48th in scoring last year and just pure goals in the NHL. So 5.25 for someone who, you know, the analytics community likes to call an elite score. I think that is a little bit of an overpayment when you look at his all-round game. John Shannon had uh, some more thoughts from yesterday's show on Darnell Nurse's contract. Outside of Alberta, outside of a lot of places, a lot of people talk about the Edmonton tax. And perhaps Darnell got an extra $500,000 on his deal for the quote-unquote Edmonton tax. I don't buy it. I think when you think a guy like Seth Jones got nine and a half, I think Seth Jones and Darnell Nurse are in the same category as far as defensemen. In fact, I would tell you, based on what I watched last year, I thought Darnell had a better year than Seth did. Uh, So from that perspective, I think Darnell is right in the middle of that target of where he should be nine to nine and a quarter starting next year and i you know this is we're it's it's very interesting that the you know the hockey fans the public are very frugal at times with money but it's you know kenny holland does this for a living and i think we have to trust what kenny holland believes in for this organization and that's where the nine and a half nine and a quarter for eight years is a pretty good deal so there you go Thoughts from our NHL insider, John Shannon. Go ahead. He also made an interesting point, though, when he said if you take Darnell Nurse's, you know, AAV from this year, which is just over 5 or 5.6, something five, like six, that, yeah. and he said you, you make it a nine-year contract. Now that brings that AAV down to $8 million, something like that, when you look at it as a nine-year deal, which I know you can't sign. But still, big picture, I, I really think we got to see how this one plays out. Which is the theme of this offseason, overreaction to the headline, but in reality, you kind of just have to wait to see. I mentioned this yesterday, like this was the offseason of change. It was always pegged as that. This is when everything that was sort of an ugly wart, if you will, on the books was going to be alleviated, you know, and in part of that you can't just go willy-nilly on free agents. you got to retain some of your own talent, and that's what they've done. They've retained not only talent, but the core of the team, genuinely. Love or hate Darnell Nurse and his style of play, you better admit that he's part of the core of this team. He has been for, you know, seven-plus years, going on eight years. Got to lock up your guys. We'll see if Minnesota feels the same way about Kaprizov. Obviously, Detroit felt that way about Jacob Vrana. Carter Hart, how about him getting that deal in uh, and... Uh, rightfully so. I know he he struggled quite a bit last year and was sharing the net with Brian Elliott, but uh, in reality, that is such a clear-cut goaltender of the future. I would be surprised if he didn't bounce back to the tune of maybe even being the third-string goaltender, assuming the NHL goes to uh, to the Olympics. So we'll see on that front. Coming up uh, on the other side of a global news weather traffic update, we'll hear from the newest Oilers signee, Brendan Perlini, coming off of a year in Switzerland, but plenty of NHL experience to his credit and that high draft pedigree as well. We'll ask him about his relationship with Dave Tippett on the other side. It's Brendan Escott Cody Jansen in off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.